Hey, what's up, coach? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. <clears throat> I'm glad we finally got you on the uh, yeah. Got together to chat. <laughs> yeah, for sure, no doubt. It's 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 been tough. It's been tough, but no, it, it's it's good to finally be able to get out here and get on the get on the podcast and and uh, and to meet you really and, and kind of kind of talk 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 shops. You know, I I could do that all day. So. Right on, right on. Well, this is a perfect place for that. Uh, for let sure. me make sure before we get going. So is it Gabe Rocha? Rocha. Rocha, okay. Yeah, perfect. Um, and this is like super informal. Um, I okay. pretty much start out with Gabe, where are you at and what are you doing? And then my curiosity just kind of follows okay. along with like what's going on out in Arizona and everything sure. coaching and how you got there and all good. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. All right. Well, we'll get, let's just, we'll rock and roll. I'll do my start and we'll do this. Let's do it. All right. Hey, this is Kieran Coach's Corner Chats. And on the episode today, I have Gabe Rocha. Gabe, where are you at and what are you up to? Uh, how's it going, Kieran? Uh, my, uh, I'm out here in uh, Tucson, Arizona. It's uh, a nice, uh, probably about 75 degrees. Uh, in november the day a couple days before thanksgiving so it's a beautiful day to be out here uh i am uh 29 i'm uh the varsity boys soccer coach for catalina that's where i'm at right now sitting in our stadium overwatching our uh, our practice uh and so uh i wear a couple different hats in my soccer community i'm all doc and uh 2003 uh, sorry 2008 boys coach uh, for fc sonora a local grassroots club here down in tucson uh and then uh if, if uh, being a DOC and coaching uh, at the high school and coaching club isn't enough, I'm also a USL. I coach, I'm an assistant academy coach for the USL uh, FC Tucson League One team. Um, so I coach, I coach there. I just wrapped that season up a couple of weeks ago, uh, that, that professional season. So, uh, so that was good. It was uh, my first uh, foray, my first foray into uh, coaching at a professional level with some of the, the top uh, local talent here in Tucson. And, and that was a fantastic experience. And, um, you know, I'm excited for another opportunity to go, you know, further in, in, in that realm and, and bring that knowledge back into my grassroots club and back into my high school. Um, so, so it's good. And my, 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 my world kind of revolves around soccer and, and I couldn't be happier. I was going to say that's busy, busy. How do you balance <laughs> uh, the three different levels? Um, carefully, <laughs> uh, uh, but no, so what, what's nice is the, our high school season is a, a high school soccer is winter is a winter sport here in, in Arizona. So we run, uh, tail end of October through February. Um, if you, if you make it to the, you know, the championship, you might be playing in March, but, um, so for the most part, all of our clubs shut down during those months. So, uh, it kind of works out for me. Gabe, I think I lost your lost your audio. Gabe, can you hear me? Oh, 
for me, it's just something I like to do. You know, I work a 40 hour work week job, you know, Monday through Friday. Um, so everything after this is, uh, you know, my workload can get kind of crazy. Um, but you know, it's, it's, this is what fills my cup and this is what I love to do. So, um, it is, uh, it is, a uh, you know, for me, it, it refreshes me. So there's no place I'd rather be outside, you know, than the field with the boys and, you know, so, um, you know, yeah, it, it, it's tough sometimes, but, you know, make it happen. Is, was coaching something that you've always wanted to get into? <clears throat> you know, um, not necessarily. I had, uh, so, so my, my kind of coaching history is, uh, my, my dad is, uh, was an AYSO coach for, you know, and he still coaches now, but we, we started my coaching, my coaching experience started at AYSO and, uh, about when I was 17, um, so I've been coaching for about 12 years now, uh, and they just kind of, you know, AYSO, they needed a volunteer coach. They were going to, the team was have to disband if they couldn't do it. So I was like, I got it, you know, I'll step in. I've been watching my dad do it for many, many years. And then I finally decided to, uh, you know, pursue it maybe about five or six years ago. I went to a couple clinics and I got some, some feedback from, uh, from, uh, from, uh, from some coaches and they were like, you know, if you want it go after it. And, uh, and so I did. And so I, I really put in a lot of effort and energy into it. And, um, you know, after a couple of years, I was still going, I was going to the, I was going to U of A here, our local university. I was to be, to be an architecture major. And, uh, and, you know, I just decided, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go after this. I really enjoy working with the youth and, and giving back to my community. And, um, so I worked, I worked and, and after a while, uh, you know, I started to, to find some success on the field and the, in the programs that we were building in the AYSO, we had some, some things that, that worked out in our favor, allowed us to be like a club team and, and build, build, build continuity with some players. And, um, and so, yeah, so, you know, uh, I ended up, ended up at the high school as this is my first, I'm in my fourth year here at the high school, uh, and then a couple of years ago, I, I became the DOC for this club after I left the AYSO program. And uh, part of that, but part of that was also, uh, you know, I'd gotten involved with the United Soccer Coaches. Uh, and so I had submitted to try to make it, I, I knew I needed to do more and, and, and pursue further knowledge and find some mentors and all that stuff. So I applied to the 30 and the 30 program. Uh, I got denied twice. Uh, my resume was strong enough. So I kept on working, kept on working. Um, I got a couple coach of the years under my belt. I got a high school uh, coach of significance award uh, was made the DOC. Um, and then I finally, I finally became, I think the 2019, 2020 class, I was uh, a 30 and a 30 award winner. Uh, so, so yeah, so that's kind of like been everything and everything after that has just been, um, you know, kind of up and up. So that kind of opened the door to another realm for me. And, and I've just, just tried to run through that. What is what? So I've seen the thirty under thirty. What is that experience like, and what's it entail? Like, what things sort of tasks, and and what does yeah. that actually mean? Yeah. So the thirty under thirty program is a is a is a, is a is an applicant. It's an application for uh, they take the top fifteen and top top fifteen male and top fifteen female uh, coaches under the age of thirty, and you have to apply. You have to put a resume, coaching, um, coaching. Um, you have some questions about your philosophy and kind of what you do, um, some professional references, things like that. Um, 
And so if you, if you win or if you're, if you're, uh, if you make it and you get selected, you get assigned a mentor that kind of aligns with your philosophy, like someone that's kind of doing what you're doing or, or, want, or where you want to be. Um, uh, mine was Jay Galam. I, I did a lot of, for me, a lot of the work that I do is the grassroots, um, you know, volunteer, you know, I've been a volunteer coach for the most part uh, up until recently. Um, you know, it's not like I make a living enough. I still work a 40 hour work week, uh, you know, a nine to five job. Um, but, uh, you know, so I've been working a lot with, with low income, uh, in low income communities, uh, refugee communities in my high school, um, you know, for example, is we have 40 kids out right now. Um, our school is about 500. We have 40 kids, uh, 20 in varsity, 20 JV. Uh, out of those 40 kids, only four were born in America. Um, you know, so we have, uh, you know, a highly international population. Um, you know, I think we've, I mean, there's, there's times where like my, my starting 11 is 11 different countries, you know, which is, which is a, an absolute, you know, it's insane and it's awesome and I love it. And um, it's part of the reason why I, I, I love being at this high school that I'm at. Um, but we, uh, but that's also, we've brought, we've kind of expanded my club into those populations to help cater and service to them. Um, I won a grant this past year, this for the fall 21 season um, for $5,000 to support refugee players through academic and, and social extracurricular activities you know, with the basis, we're using soccer as that vehicle to propel them forward, right? So we had 18 kids fully scholarshiped with tournaments, you know, for a team that are all, you know, ref various refugees from African countries uh, that have been here in the, U uh, the U.S. less than five years. And so we, you know, so for me, that that's really kind of what, you know, what, uh, what I've been doing, aside from the coaching, right? I know I have my own personal aspirations, but but a lot of what I, what I do for the community and the communities that I serve and is these, these refugee populations, these low-income Hispanic populations um, that kind of can't overlook. And that, that was one of our things with AYSO is when, when me and my dad were coaching with AYSO is how do we deliver a higher product for these kids that deserve it, that just can't pay club fees, right? They get priced out of playing for the bigger clubs because, you know, they can't do $100 a month, you know, or whatever the price is. Um, so how did, you know, for me, it was how do I, elevate myself to, to be on that level and deliver that product, you know, for an AYSO fee, you know, they pay a hundred dollars, they play for the season and we fundraise to go to tournaments and then we go, we beat clubs and all that stuff, you know, so for us, that's how it all started. And then now it's, now it's evolved in something on its own and, and being at the club and, and having, um, you know, influence at, at the club, we're able to affect more players and, you know, get more kids. We had a, one of our players from, uh, she's from Burundi and she's getting a call up to our national team. She's, I think, 17, um, 17 or 18. So, um, you know, so we're, we're starting to, you know, put our put put these players that kind of don't commonly uh, get noticed into the limelight here in our local community and beyond. So uh, we placed our first kid uh, from my high school into college this year. He's a Kenyan refugee. Um, he's playing up at Paradise Valley up in Phoenix, which is uh, our, our state capital about two hours away. Um, you know, so that was big for us, for the community and, and to kind of create a pathway, a pathway and a pipeline to for some of these kids um you know and and so it, it's been it's been a really interesting experience because those past couple of years that i've really kind of dedicated myself to coaching and all it entails because it, it's not just the technical it's just not the tactical and the physical and all these other things it's about how do we develop these players as people on and off the field um you know how do we put these these 
these kids of high character into positions where they can influence their community at a level that I can't, you know, and, and that's, that's been my mission is, is how do I help these kids from start to bottom? I'm sorry, start, you know, from start to finish and, and, and do more, you know, than, than just, you know, what's, what's chalked out on the, on the field. So um, that's always been, that's something that I learned from my dad, you know, watching him, you know, create these teams and the love they have for him. And, and that's kind of where it comes from, you know, as players before program and, and, you know, all these, you know, have a lot of love for these guys and, and um, you know, there's not a lot that I wouldn't do for them, you know, you know, so how do we continue to do that? How do we continue to do that on a bigger scale, you know, get more people that are involved and, and all that stuff. And, and, and it's been growing slowly, um, but, uh, you know, like, like any, anything through the pandemic, it's been challenging to, you know, find the resources financially and, and all that stuff, the manpower to do it. So. But um, that's just kind of like, you know, in a little bit of a tangent, but that, that's the, you know, the, the kind of work that I do in my, in my community is, is kind of all encompassing and, um, you know, and then I have the work with the pro team and, and, and that's a completely different side of me in terms of, you know, the expectations and, and effort levels. So, but, um, but yeah, you know, so that's kind of what, what I do and, and you know, what I, what I've been working on lately. Have you always been kind of a, um, I don't know how to put it, but one of those that's always looking to try to pick up got people and put them into better spots and raise them up? It sounds like this is like a major passion for you. It's something that's ingrained in your heart is to, and like you talked about your dad being a similar type was kind of seeing him put it, taking care of people that maybe didn't have those opportunities and giving them one now. Is that something oh, yeah. that, you, that was part of just kind of ingrained in you within your family? Oh yeah, totally, totally. Um, you know, I, I think uh, you know, it, it, you know, for me, uh, like, you know, I just want to give, and 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 that, and that's kind of part of my, you know, my personal struggle in terms of work-life balance is like, you know, I'll, I I could be out here with with all the boys, and you know, like in hours and hours, and kind of let other things slide, and unfortunately, you know, and that's something that me personally got to work on. But, but yeah, and, and that's what it is. You know, I, I see these kids and I want to try to connect them, you know, and I, I try to, you know, for, for me, networking is huge and, and, and calling upon my contacts that I know that, that, uh, that could help me, whether it's an old teacher who has this or it's a, a coach. So like right now, for example, our track coach, um, who I built a good relationship here, she's relatively two years here at the school. She's fantastic. She's a triathlete. She's she worked for the Parisi Speed of School, um, and so she's a huge asset here. And now I'm connecting some of these kids that that are they're all right now working on their mechanics. They're doing speed work, and and where there's like 30 kids out there, she's you know she's trying to wrangle all these kids in. Um, but you know what's happened is now we've you know some of these kids are fantastic soccer players, but they're even better track stars. And so we one of our kids, you know, he wanted a soccer scholarship, but he ended up getting a track scholarship for long jump. You know, so, you know, those are those things that we're, you know, for me, I'm always looking, I'm always have my eyes open, my ears open for, for moments, like for people that I could pass them on, because I don't want to hoard these players. I don't want to hoard these, these, these young men or young women. Um, you know, we, we've held some stuff. I've held, I've connected uh, our girls team to like uh, STEM engineers, like female STEM engineers. We've put on um, like clinics, like with our boys and all these things. And, and that's, and that's kind of the thing. It, it's, there's just so many different aspects of soccer is merely the vehicle, right. In which we kind of 
teach these life lessons and teach, help them overcome adversity. And, and, and that, that doesn't just come from me. That comes from, you know, their teachers and, and their community and figures in their community that, that, that may not know who they are. And that's what we've done um, so well these past couple of years, not just with the high school, but with the club and, and, and beyond, you know, and FC Tucson has really embraced that. Um, you know, the president, Amanda Powers and, and, and John Perlman, the head coach, they've really, um, you know, they've really kind of, this is what we want. We want to bring these kids in. We want to, you know, establish these community ties. And, and, and so that has, for me, has been a real great connection and, and rewarding because now it's like the pieces are falling into place. Like now maybe one of these kids is gonna, is gonna sit and, you know, be eligible to, to make the FC Tucson professional Academy or a pro team or a pro contract or whatever, um, you know, or, or not, you know, and, and there might be another opportunity in a different, in, as a social media intern or, or whatever. So for me, that, that has always been a part of coaching. It's, it's, it's not like, it's not optional for me. It's, it's, it, this is, you know, how many kids do I graduate high school? How many kids do I go to college? You know, uh, you know, one of my players, he, they just won the national championship right now uh, for Pima. The two of my old players, uh, my old O2 players, they uh, they play for Pima Community College here uh, in Tucson, and they just won the, the Division II JUCO uh, national championship on uh, on Saturday. So, you know, and and for those guys, it's it's like, you know, you know, those were moments that you know may have not been available to them had they not had a, a support net or, or, or whatever. And so that's really what it is, is we want to try to build a family. We want to try to build a community that we can lean on each other through tough times through and, and, and expand that, you know, when they can look to someone that came through three, four years ago and be like, how do I get there? How do I have, you know, uh, a friend in, in this place and, and for, for the refugee community and for some low income you know, it's, you know, you talk about, it's all about who, you know, well, we're trying to build those people. We're trying to build those connections so that they, they could have job opportunities, you know, better job opportunities, better, you know, collegiate opportunities, um, both academically and athletically, you know, and, and beyond that. So um, I, I think, you know, it, it, for me, it's always been there, you know, just based off of, you know, how my dad did things, but it's also like, we've we've done it for so long now it's just evolving into something else and i think that's the big thing is is how do we continue to pass it up and and grow it more and get people our okgs our kind of guys that that are gonna help us you know grow and and same ideology same um same philosophy and 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 same love uh, i think is the big one because there's a lot of love here um you know i think that's one of my big things is is um you know, I'm not, I'm not so much, uh, you know, like the yelling type, you know, it's all comes from love and, and, uh, you know, very, I'm very much a player coach. Uh, I'm still kind of young. I'm still like older brother, you know, I'm not old enough where I'm not dad yet. I'm a younger brother, I'm older brother, you know, so I'm gonna play into that until I can, until it, until it's, until I am dad. And, you know, and so that kind of affords me some different things and, and ideas and all that stuff. But for the most part, you know, it, it's been good. Um, you know, I've, I've been really blessed to, to, and it humbled in, in so many different ways to be working in the, in the various communities that I do to be a professional coach with FC Tucson, to be a high school varsity coach in, in this high, in this magnificent high school, to be, you know, a director in a grassroots that has a, a philosophy that I'm 100% behind, 
you know, so to, to have all that, to have this family support, you know, for, for me to do it, you know, to have the relationship, I have a, a, you know, my girlfriend's super supportive and, you know, she wants, you know, she wants me to do it. And I work like sometimes it gets kind of crazy. Sometimes I don't see people that I want to see, but, um, you know, this is just a huge passion of mine. And, and, uh, you know, for me, my ultimate goal is, you know, I want to coach the U S you know, that that's my goal. That's my personal <laughs> yeah. goal is, 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 you know, like I'm coming for you, Burhalter. Like, you know, you know, that, you know, I told, I told myself, I want to try to make the 2026 world cup staff, you know, it's, I'm you know, working towards it, but you know, for me, that's just me manifesting my own destiny and, and, and putting that into the world and really just making it happen. And, and, but, but at the same time, affecting what I can here locally, um, how can I put my imprint? How can I move my own community? You know, blurring the lines of club, you know, I, I'm here for the game. I'm here for the, the love of the game and for, to try to get as many kids playing soccer, you know, um, you know, to try to put a kid from Tucson onto that 2026 World Cup squad, you know what I mean? To have someone our, from our community that's gone through the diversity that our community goes through and that's so, uh, you know, to represent us on the world's biggest stage, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's part of it, you know, it's not the whole goal, but that's part of it, you know, and, and whether that's a player or is it myself, you know, doesn't matter. Um, you know, I, I think just having that, that, that passion and drive um, starts to become infectious and, and, you know, you have the courage to dream and the courage to dare and, and be with the willingness to sacrifice, um, you know, you know, you could, you know, it's impossible till it happens. And, and that's kind of like been my motto these past couple of years. Like you were to look at me, you know, uh, six, seven years ago, I'm just some average AYSO kid coach. And, you know, now I'm, I have my own locker and that's a Tucson, you know, and that's, you know, that to me tells me everything I need to know. So, uh, and if I could do it, you know, with, with, with what I've got, you know, these kids who are, you know, have incredible discrimination and discipline and love and passion, they could do it. So, you know, it, it's been a journey and, and I'm really blessed that, you know, to be able to do what I do. And, 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 and now as I become a little bit more involved to have the platform to speak about it, you know, and to be, um, you know, to be a, you know, a Chicano coach, you know, ascending into the, into the ranks of, um, you know, I don't want to say elite coaching. I, don't, I, you know, I want to consider myself elite coaching, but I, you know, I, I also want to be humble and, 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 um, you know, I understand there's a path, there's a lot more that I got to learn before I get to where I want to be, but you know, it, that's what it is, man. It's, 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 uh, it's not always, uh, you know, I try to make it not about myself because it really isn't, you know, I'm, I'm really nothing without these young men and all the, all the kids that I've coached for coached um you know they've made me who i am and, and i've learned so much from them uh, probably more than they've learned from me but um but yeah it's it's been it's been great you know and i'm just just very lucky that i get to do this you know and that i have the ability to do this and uh, yeah so it's been good man it's been good what has when uh what went into kind of building that trust to get these guys to buy in for one and two I'm thinking if I've got people from 11 different countries, what is communication like um, for you? So one, how do you get buy-in from these guys who I'm assuming came here to the U.S. for opportunity, for that chance to maybe get a break? So you're trying to give them that. And then two, how do you communicate that, hey, 
I'm with you. I'm for you. I want to see you get to that next level and do amazing things. Yeah. Um, so I'll kind of speak on them a little bit separately, but, um, but yeah, so the buy-in, uh, this school was was 100% thirsty for for this. Um, the year the year before I got here, there the program was uh, uh, kind of in shambles. Uh, there was about 16 players, and most of them were ineligible. Uh, they had a real struggling season. They had a one. They had, they had losing, you know, consecutive losing seasons. Um, <clears throat> my first year here, uh, I was working here as well uh, for just for a couple of years, and. Um, and so for me, one of the big things was just kind of, again, my, my big thing is players before program. I got to know these guys. I got to talk to them. Um, I had one or two players that I knew from the club circuit that did go here. So that kind of helped break some of that ice and, and help build that trust. Um, but uh, but I, a lot of it was just getting to know them and, and embracing our culture and embracing that, that, that they're from Africa, that they're from the Middle East, that they're from Europe and that they're from Central America, from all over these countries and just really embracing that. You know, I myself am bilingual. I speak, you know, English and Spanish. Um, so, and then my assistant coach, uh, he's, he's a former alumni. He's Congolese. He speaks Swahili um, and English. So for the most part, we had all of our languages covered in terms of instruction. It does kind of get difficult, you know, that it, it is a hurdle for us sometimes. Um, but, but our main language was soccer and everyone spoke that, you know, it, it was beautifully put. And we had an article written about us in the paper. Um, one of our, our players, Giorgio Alfieri from, from, uh, from Bologna, Italy. And that, that was what he said, you know, soccer was our main language. And, and we all spoke that eloquently and, and it came in time. And, and obviously the high school season is very compact. And, and, and when you're dealing with all these different things, there's a lot of chemistry, but, um, you know, it was, it was just, they know the game. They love the game. Give it to them. And that, that's, that's all I really have done here. And now that we've had, you know, that first year I had, I had literally about a little bit more than 10% of the school at tryouts. You know, we had about 75 kids at tryouts. There's a, there's 600 kids here in, in our school, you know, to, just to kind of give you kind of an idea is like our football team kind of averages around 20 players a year uh, in the entire program. This is this is definitely a school where they're they're hungry for it and and it just took some unearthing, and and someone who's going to match that passion and then I think that's what we did. Um, I was able I got a grant a two thousand dollar grant. We bought them all new cleats because they're you know the first month of practice you know two thirds of them are playing in Converse and Jordans you know and they're slipping and sliding but you know they're doing everything that they need to you know and. And then boom, you give them some cleats and you give them some, you know, a little bit of instruction and some, and a, a tactical, a tactical idea of, of what to do. And, you know, we haven't had a losing season since we've gone to state twice. We've had all conference players. We have all region players, players of the year. Um, you know, we had a 95% eligibility rate. Um, we're the biggest program here at, in, um, in, uh, at the school. Um, and we've been a pride point for the school. And, and I think that's been something that's really, you know, made me happy. We've had athletes of the year, you know, uh, sportsmanship stuff, you know, so, so that buy-in wasn't as probably as hard as you, you may think it was, but I, but at the same time, I can't, you know, I can't say if that was, you know, there's all the, been other good coaches here that haven't been able to do that. So to an extent, um, you know, I think it was just finding the right fit mm. and, um, you know, so the language barrier was was tough, but it, it was overcomable. 
Um, it's, it is kind of difficult giving, you know, bilingual sessions. Um, but it also challenges me because I get to practice my Spanish every day and, 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 and really talk on those terms. Like I have a little cheat sheet that has common soccer terms in different languages so I could communicate with, you know, we have a kid who only speaks Turkish right now. Um, and he has very little English. So, you know, I have a cheat sheet of, of, you know, wide through, you know, these various little phrases in Turkish, um, that way he could try to understand. So it, part of it is being a creative as a coach and, you know, playing into my strengths, my staff, uh, you know, using the kids as resources as well, having them help translate if there's unclear, uh, there's no clarity, but, you know, uh, you know, that, that, you know, makes us a very unique program. And we've just really embraced it. We started a tradition last year where we line our stadium with all the, all the country flags of, of all the players that have come through. And, and as you, on senior night, you get presented your flag um, that'll hang for, you know, the, the duration of our program. And um, the following year, just to, again, to honor and embrace that international and that cultural, uh, that, um, that's who we are, you know, and there's no other school like it, in my opinion. I don't think, and maybe in the country, uh, definitely not in Arizona. You know, we go up and and they're like, holy cow. And I'll, I'll start a whole, I'll start a, you know, my JVB squad, my freshman squad will be all kids from Central America. And it's like, they're probably no, you know, average height might be about five, two, you know, <laughs> but, but these guys are balling. And, you know, before I know it, it's like nine zero and, and, you know, these guys are just, just living the best life. And, and, um, you know, some of these kids, a lot of these, like the Central American kids are asylum seekers. They've come here seeking asylum and they get placed in group homes and they stay here for about a year, maybe two. Um, and then they, then they leave, you know, so there's not a lot of continuity here. Um, you know, it, that's, that's been kind of like the biggest difficult struggle with the high school is, is that, um, you know, I'll lose my four-year seniors and then have to rebuild again, kind of like most programs. But um, I mean, we're talking maybe four or five are going to stay for four years, and then everyone else is one year, maybe two years, and then they're done. And those kids, you know, they don't speak English, they don't speak Spanish, they've never they played street soccer, they don't know formal. You know, got to teach them how to throw in and and you know, kind of offsides and all that stuff. But you know, once they get it, they're they're solid. But, um, you know, so there's a lot of different hurdles and, you know, and like uh, one of the ones we're running into is getting them cleared medically, you know, um, you know, they've never taken tests. Some of these kids have never been in school before. And this is the first time they're ever in a formal school setting and they know they can't read and they don't know how to, they don't have, uh, you know, uh, reading comprehension or retention. And, and so they're going to struggle in the most basic things um, without assistance. So um, there is a, there is a lot of care that has to come into this program and, and uh and that's part of the reason why you have you know it is it is a lot and it can be a lot but man it's just so incredibly rewarding like you know coming here and and, and watching them play that that's really my greatest joy is, is watching them just do what they love and and for them it's being out of the group home for them it's escaping you know we had a couple kids from syria last year escaping that were from uh oh my gosh uh, from aleppo and, you know, escaping all the horrors from that and then coming in and playing. And, and maybe they weren't really soccer players, but all their friends were here and, and all their friends were playing soccer and they wanted to be a part of it. And, and they go and they play and they have this, these, these beautiful moments that transcend soccer. And 
Uh, and those are really the moments that uh, me personally, that I live with. Those are the ones that rejuvenate me. Those are the ones that get me through the bad days, the hard weeks, like the grind. Um, because, you know, I like to think like if, if, if you know, if, if it wasn't me, would have another coach put in the work and the effort to deliver this program to the heights that it should be to give the opportunity for these kids to play? Um, because that's really what it is. You know, I, I'd love to put every kid in college and all that stuff, but I just want them to, to grow up and love soccer and the way I do and the way some of these, you know, that I know that people do. So um, it's been rewarding and, and it's a lot of work, but it doesn't feel like work. And, and I think that's what allows me to keep on going as, as, as much as I can. So. So the transition from, so it sounds like it's just a lot of support and love and all this type of stuff with the high school and, and with the mm -hmm. club. When you go to FC Tucson, Tucson, what were your roles and responsibilities there? Because I'm assuming it's a different, like you said, it's a, clearly it's going to be a different mindset because you're at the professional level. So what does that, what does the mindset change and what is your, you know, your duties and such look like with that group? Yeah. So, um, so it was our first year, the inaugural year for the, um, for the USL Academy. Um, and we played teams in the league, in league one and in, in the championship. Um, so we played like Phoenix Rising, uh, El Paso Locomotive, Orange County, San Diego Loyal, uh, New Mexico United. Um, those are some of the teams that we played. Um, that, that was our region. Um, and so we, we did well. Um, so basically what happened was there was a tryout in about February, March um, to identify top local talent in, in Southern Arizona. Um, from there, they, they, uh, Vito Higgins, who is the assistant coach for the pro team. Uh, he's the head coach for the academy. Um, he selected myself and, uh, and uh, Luis Gonzalez, who's a, another young local coach um, at, a, at a big high school here in town as his assistants. And so from there, we helped, um, you know, we, because we had intimate knowledge with these players and, and to help select um, these these young local talents to kind of play some of them left throughout the summer because they were playing call they, they you know they're going to college so we had to you know rebolster that pool we had about 30 40 kids in the pool about 20 so that made like the, the training team um and so part of my responsibilities there was um you know assistant coach kind of running sessions um uh and then we'd go and travel and you know kind of learning learning how to learning what a, a pro environment looked like because a lot of what we did was um, similar to what the first team was doing. We're, we're borrowing concepts from the first team because the intent is of that USL Academy to bring players up through that Academy into the, into the first team to train and then hopefully crack the lineup. So we had a couple of prospects that did get up uh, into training, into the first team training. Um, we had a couple of prospects that did end up starting and getting minutes, uh, you know, and so that was, that was a great for them. The program is a, in my opinion, it was fantastic. Um, one of my young, my younger brother, who's who's uh, who's eighteen, he was in that academy pool. So obviously, for me, coaching him was was another, uh, you know, fantastic moment for me. But you know, it, what it does is the free program. You, you try out. There's no cost to these uh, to these families. Um, everything's provided and by FC Tucson. The training they go to. It's 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 truly a first. It's it's an experience. They come in, they come to our complex, they have their own locker room with their names on it. The training gear is washed, ready to go. They come in and, and we do this session and it's, and it's professional as, you know, as professional as, as, as we can get it. Right. 
and and they travel we we you know we have these bonding moments and and it, and it truly is like like they're pros and and for a lot of them it, it helps them you know realize like this is where i could be and and put themselves in those shoes uh you know to continue to work harder throughout the season and and, and beyond that um so so that experience for me, you know, obviously being a part of the coaching staff and working with the first team coaching staff and getting to know them and, and, be, and having the ability to pick their brain about things and, and developing those real close relationships with them for me was invaluable. Um, you know, and I'm sure for the players themselves, it was invaluable. So, um, you know, I'm excited, you know, hopefully, you know, I'd like, like to return, you know, next year as they kind of continue to flesh, flesh out the program and expand it more and, and do more with it. We had a really good season. Um, I think we finished second or third in the table. Um, you know, we, we got some wins against championship level, te- championship, USL championship teams, um, you know, and, and we, and we held our own and, and that just kind of shows you the talent that's ready here in Tucson and, and, and Southern Arizona. Uh, you know, some of these kids were they're they look solid, they look good. And uh, so for me, that's also another opportunity to continue to, you know, the 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 programming and session planning that I do for my high school is vastly different to the session planning that I have to do for um, you know, FC Tucson. It's much more rigorous, it's much more thoughtful. Um and, and that's kind of, you know, for me, I enjoy that challenge. I need that challenge, you know, to be kind of scrutinized. You know, I want to be scrutinized so that way I could grow and better how can i make this session plan i think you might be muted oh there we go am i muted no, you're good now. And so, so bringing that knowledge back would be is, is huge for us, and and uh, is it's huge for me. And, and the only benefits is is the players that I work with. So, um, you know, that's been a fantastic experience, and I've been very excited, to, very honored to be selected and, and be a part of the, that program, uh, but that organization. So, um, so that's been that's been really good. You mentioned earlier about having goals of being part of the national team coaching staff by 2026, so in four years or five. Mm-hmm. Um, what types of things do you think you'll have to kind of do to maybe get to that level? Or do you just keep doing what you're doing and getting your name out there and through networking and connecting and trying to take care of opportunities, it'll just kind of come to fruition? Uh, I think it's a, a combination of both. Um, I, I have to be relentless in my pursuit of knowledge, uh, and and that's something that's been that's been real uh, important to me. I'm an avid reader. Um, I read a lot, a lot of coaching books, methodology. You know, sometimes it's really dry, but sometimes there's a nugget of truth in there, and that's what I need. Um, whether it's leadership, um, you know, and, and stuff like that, because. Part of my experience is being a, a you know a director and, and a leader in of, of a high school. You know they're very similar roles where you're in charge of a program, not just a team. Um, different leadership roles, similar but different. You know and yeah and then also networking. Um, you know networking through the United Soccer Coaches and using using those resources. The Latino Coaches Advocacy Council uh, has has reached out a lot to me and we have, have really good relationships with uh, Julio Serrano and. You know, Art Hernandez and some of these other guys that have, um, you know, that are really, 
that really advocating for like you know Hispanic coaches, Hispanic and Hispanic, uh, Latina coaches, and all that stuff. So I, I think a lot of that is is hand in hand. I got to do both. I got to you know continue to you know work with us in Tucson. I think is a good path. Um, in my opinion, I think there's an opportunity, um, and then just furthering my knowledge, getting licensed. Um, you know, having the ability to have high quality teams to do licensing with, you know, if I'm going to do my C, I'm going to need to have some, some players and, and that are going to be able to understand and, and, and run the session that I need to run. Um, so uh, it's a little bit of everything, you know, and, and I think as, as time moves on and, and, you know, um, I'm, you know, I, sometimes I feel like I should be there already. Uh, but then I realized like, wait, I'm still 29. Like I, I, I think I still have some time, like, but, but there was a while where I was like, man, like I was going, I was like coaching like seven teams a year. It was madness. Like, yeah, it was, I, I, am not, I'm not going to go back there, but, but that's, that's, that's kind of how it was. You know, I was like, you know, nobody was going to outwork me. No one, you know, I was going to outwork the, the next best coaches out there, you know, that Bill Belichick kind of mindset, you know, you know, championship parade on, on Sunday, back to work on Monday, you know, that, that kind of, the thing, you know, I look a lot of, you know, I grew up a multi-sport athlete. I look a lot of at other different coaches and coaching styles, you know, um, Dave Roberts from the Dodgers, the way he interacts with his players, you know, Bill Walton, um, you know, UCLA, great. Um, a lot of those things, you know, coaching, coaching is not specific to a sport, you know, especially leading young men, leading men. Um, and the way that I want to do it, you know, of character, discipline, of hard work, um, you know, those are big, big things that, that for me, are, are critical to what we want to do. Toughness, you know, mindset, um, you know, so for me, it's just a never ending, you know, journey of knowledge. And the day that I stop learning and wanting to learn is the day that, I, you know, it's, it's done. I could probably hang them up. Um, you know, there's a great quote about that, uh, about Bill Walton. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Luke Walton. I'm, I'm sorry, John Wooden. I'm, I'm, oh my gosh. I feel like a <laughs> that's what I meant. John Wooden, UCLA, great. I mean, Bill Walton was a UCLA player, but um, I got the U of A basketball team on my mind. That's literally what it is. Um, but, uh, so John Wooden, you know, he talked about, you know, giving you everything you're all, and then, you know, being able to be done once you're done with it and be at peace with it, you know? So I feel like I'm not ready to step away from this pursuit, I'm not ready to, you know, stop going, um, or, you know, with hundred percent effort, uh, because when I do, it'll be, you know, I'll be at peace and I'll be done. So, I still got some gas in the tank and I want to continue to push it as far as I can go. And if it's, you know, FC Tucson is as high as I go, or if it's the men's national team, or if I'm, I'm the new coach for Liverpool and whatever, mm -hmm. like, you know, that, that's where it is, you know, and that's where I want to be. And, and, um, you know, and, and continue to affect greater change in my community, whether it's Tucson, somewhere else, America, whatever. Um, that's kind of where I want to live. That's where I want to be. So, um, yeah you know it's 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 a lot you know and but but it you know it doesn't feel like work it's passion it's it's love and and it comes from a place of love and and that's why it's just so fulfilling for me you mentioned earlier about coaching your brother and him playing did you play as a youngster as well and did you run into kind of similar issues i don't want to say obstacles i guess that some of your players that you coach at the high school level and, and in the club kind of ran into um, kind of. Um, so I did play, I was coaching by the time that I stopped playing. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't coach at a high, high level. I'm sorry. I didn't play at a high, high level. Um, you know, I was, I was much more, uh, apt like to the, 
to the the knowledge side, the coaching side, you know, the the tactical side of it. Um, I was a very cerebral player, you know, growing up. So, so, but yeah, but part of it is, yeah. What, you know, my brother got to be the kind of the, the test run, you know, he was the, he, I coached his teams growing up, you know, his, his teams were the ones that I got to, you know, learn through and, and, and go through, but it was, you know, and, and it's kind of nav- learning how to navigate those, those, those obstacles. Like, well, now that I know that I have to start recruiting at this age, you know, for college or like this is where they need to be at this age and kind of having that 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 kind of comes from the fc tucson right like this is what they're looking for at the pro level you know now i could look at my youngest brother who's uh 2011 he's he's 10 you know i can be like okay i have the the top end and i know where he's at you know and i know where this team is at how can i build a curriculum that in four five six seven years they're going to be ready to go to this academy and 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 kind of Part of that is implementation through the club structure. You know, how can I, you know, make our our, our youth program conducive to that environment and, and 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 foster those environments, foster that love to do it because it is it is difficult. You know, um, you know, and not everyone's going to make it to that level, but um, but if the foundation is there, at least they have the opportunity. And so, kind of working with my brother and, and just kind of seeing him, you know, he got, you know, all the all the, all the trial and error, all the scientific experimentation on his team and on himself, you know, I, I would dummy sessions with him and in one-on-ones and all that stuff. And, and, and so now that he's, now that he's been playing in that academy, you know, it, it's been, it's been good for him because it's pushed him to another level that he wants to be at. But, um, you know, now it's like, can I, again, now that I have the, the foresight of what they're looking for, how can I get this next crop of players, um, to be considered to be ready for this opportunity when it comes um because i think that's that's really what it is the, the moment where proper you know uh, preparation meets opportunity that's that's when you're going to find some success some uh in adventures like that like the pro academy uh call up you know a tryout um so you know it it it, it has been good um you know but uh, but at the same time like it, it for me this is still a new uh, a new environment as well, working in that pro, that high ECNL. I mean, a lot of these kids that are in the pro academy are in ECNL, you know, DA, um, you know, MLS next, um, you know, so they're a different class of player um, in terms of, you know, work ethic and all that stuff. And it doesn't mean that the kids that I work with don't have that. It's just, they haven't been exposed to it yet. So to them, it's completely foreign to them. It's new and they're going to struggle, you know, because pace is faster. Everything's fed. Not that they can adjust. They definitely can. But, you know, when you get an evaluated once, you know, you have that, you have that moment to impress and that's it. You're going to get, you know, maybe two minutes of look, you know, the coaches, you look at you, watch you fumble a, a bad pass and think you got no touch. You know what I mean? When you're evaluating a hundred and I think we had 160 kids out for the academy tryout, you know, so, so, you know, it, it, it's, it's a lot of learning, but, you know, it's, it's like now, you know, we can, we could do more now that we have a little bit more knowledge. We're in year two and, and I'm in, a, in this, another year with, with this program. Um, we could kind of influence the direction a little bit more, uh, at least outside of FC Tucson and the surrounding community. So, You spoke to about some of your players going to some JUCOs and, and playing on different levels. Is there any part of you that would want to go and test the waters of college coaching? Yeah. Yeah. I have thought about it. Um, you know, it's definitely, um, I had, I had an opportunity to interview for UNLV, 
Um, but it was kind of like when I was considering the FC Tucson stuff. So I was like, I, to me, I want to be in the pro environment. So that was kind of like the, the deciding factor is, is um, college is great. Um, you know, and, and I think it definitely serves a lot of, uh, a lot of people and communities that can have a big impact. Um, and I wouldn't, and I, I think you just have to be the right fit, you know, um, and, and right now, again, being close with FC Tucson and invested, you know, it, it'd be, they have to be really be the right fit for me. Um, but what I considered, of course, you know, I, I think it'd be a big career move. It'd obviously be a step up to what I've been doing and all that stuff. And to be in charge of a program or be a, be a part of a good program. I mean, we have a, a nationally renowned program here in my backyard in Pima Community College. I mean, they have, you know, two national titles in the past five years, I believe, um, you know, perennial top four, top five, uh, you know, rankings. So it, it's not like I would have to go necessarily far, but at the same time, you know, would it be nice to kind of carve my own path? Definitely. Um, you know, but for me, again, the, 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 the goal is to be professional. The goal is to work in the pro settings. Um, you know, and if, and if I feel like that could, that college step would help me get there, I would definitely consider it. You know, I, I definitely think, uh, um, you know, it would be, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be fun. I'd, I'd enjoy myself there um, because it'd be like a high school where you could develop relationships and, and there's more, the familial setting enough that that's not available in pro setting because working with us Tucson, it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of love, both with the coaching staff and the players. But, um, you know, uh, I know that can't, that cannot be the case at all the, at all the time. But, uh, so yeah, so I would be definitely open to coaching collegiate and I'll probably stay on the men's side. Um, it's probably where I have more familiarity. I have coached girls before, um, different. It's fun. I do enjoy them. They listen better. Um, <laughs> You know, but you have to be specific, right? You have to be specific because if you tell them to do something, they're gonna do it. And then, and if it and if it doesn't work like you thought it was gonna work, that's on you, not not them, because they're gonna come back and be like, "Hey, we did it exactly like it." So I don't know what happened. So, um, you know, so I do enjoy I do enjoy coaching them and and all that stuff. It's definitely different, but uh, but yeah, yeah, college would be fun, and and I would definitely be open to it and kind of get into that realm and another level of player and another level of uh competition you know i love to compete um competitive by nature I'm the oldest of five siblings you know so and i got uncles that you know that uh that didn't let up they, they, you know we we play basketball and you know they're, they're, they're gonna play to win you know it doesn't matter if i'm five or 15 or 25 um you know competitive competition is in my nature and, and whether it's high school you know collegiate or pro but, but yeah, so it'd be good. When uh, something I wanted to know too is how would you describe the style of play of soccer in Arizona, or, and not a, even just at Catalina? Because I, you were talking about when you put out your freshman team, and it's all Hispanics, and everyone's a short, kind of messy-looking player, um, <laughs> versus like you know a lot of high schools around where I play. It's about let's get the biggest dudes we can get, and we're just going to monster mash you. So, what's the what's kind of the style and flavor of Arizona soccer? Yeah, I think um, I think you all we obviously have a you know we're so close to the border. Um, uh, Tucson is about forty five minutes away from the New Mexico border. Um, Phoenix, you know, three hours. Um, so we have a lot of Hispanic culture, and that influences there. Um, so you know, possession style is pretty strong here. Um, you know, Phoenix, you're going to have a little bit more of your uh, um, 
a little bit more traditional American style, like, you know, big, tall, you know, let, let's, let's find those quick pacey forwards. And, and you know, I don't want to say just like smash it long, you know, that that's not necessarily it, but it can be that, you know, um, you know, but then you're going to have your mix, you have your, your Hispanic leagues that, that uh, have been, have, have, that have had historically done well here in our club scene. I think we've had a couple of teams make it to the national championship, uh, you know, like the president's cup national championship and they're, you know, all Hispanic kids and, and they play a very good um, free flowing style. I like to say um, we're not necessarily physical. I think, uh, I think we're tough, right. We're tough, but you know, naturally we're just going to lack some height compared to some other, uh, some other teams and, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, so I, I think we got a kind of a mix. I think it's just because you have a lot of different population groups. Phoenix, Phoenix soccer looks a lot different from, from Tucson soccer um, because you have, you know, Scottsdale, which are, you know, uh, these these big pockets of, you know, um, non-Hispanic and, you know, and, and then you have like Peoria or Avondale and those, you know, heavy Hispanic populations. And, and sometimes you'll get a mix because they're, you know, they're the best players on the age group or whatever, but. Um, I'd say we have some, we have some, we have a lot of talent coming out of Arizona, both on the girls and the boys side. Uh, like in my opinion gets overlooked. I mean, the, our girls, our girls, Pima women's soccer, they made it, they lost some penalties in the national championship and their roster was all Southern Arizona girls. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of the same thing. You know, we get a lot of kids that come out of here and they do go do well in, in other places. And um, so it's exciting times, you know, I think we've got a lot of young talent here and um, that are that are only getting better as better coaches come through and, and have uh, FC Tucson's presence as, as, and Phoenix Rising's presence up in Phoenix have uh, have really helped develop and foster that that identity of, of, of Arizona soccer. So, you know, it is tough. It is gritty. We're going to get into your face and we're going to play. And we're going to be creative and flashy. We're going to have that speed, that quickness, that you know that that high tempo um you know and and, and we're gonna go after you so um, it's, it's a pleasure always to watch other teams execute those things and and, and kind of hold our standard high um across the board whether it's high school or club okay this has been so cool to kind of hear um just the you talk about coaching diversity and then even your own coaching experience from the club experience to high school to, you know, FC Tucson is diverse in itself. Mm -hmm. If people want to connect with you and follow along with, um, you know, the high school experience or even FC Tucson, what are some of the best ways to connect and follow? Yeah. Um, so one of my big things is I try to be accessible to anybody. Um, you know, so whether that's giving myself, but my, all my players have my personal cell. Um, they call me anytime. Uh, I'm not gonna, not gonna give my personal cell to anybody on Twitter. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, um, Gabe, calm down. <laughs> yeah, super accessible. Um, no, I think I'll be signed up for like, uh, every single donation and, uh, and, and, and in, in, the, in the country, but, um, but no, so the best way, um, you know, my, my, my Twitter is pretty professional. Um, that's kind of where I post all my soccer stuff. I don't, I don't really do too much personal stuff on there. Um, uh, but I do, it, it is a reflection of kind of my soccer career and through there, like my Instagram. So at, at uh, my, in my Twitter at, at coach G Rocha, 
Um, that's the best place to follow kind of everything that I'm doing soccer wise and, and to connect with me. You can connect with me on my Instagram or even on my Facebook too. Um, I, again, if, if, if you want to connect and you want to pick my brain or you want to just engage, talk shop, you want to talk about Liverpool and Man City and you want to talk about who's the greatest soccer player ever and have all these crazy debates, all that, you know, I'm, I love it. I'm here for it. And, and, or if you want to know how to start, you know, and, you know, we all started somewhere. I started somewhere. How did I do this? How did I get there? You know, I'm here to answer those questions and help answer, you know, and be a resource. And I just want to pay it forward. I can't, you know, for all those coaches, all those mentors that have taken me under their wing or offered me that nugget of advice, everyone that's helped me along the way, you know, I, I want to pay that back by helping the next generation, whether it's aspiring coach or a coach getting back into it, trying to find the love of it again, um, you know, whatever, because I've been there, you know, I've, I've, I've been there where I didn't love it. And, you know, like COVID, COVID, man, I was almost ready to walk away from it. Um, I was almost ready to walk away from it because, you know, I literally, like, I got my award for the 30 to 30. I was on cloud nine. I was like, man, I'm one of the best coaches in the country. And then COVID shuts down everything in March. And, and like my whole world stopped and I was like, what am I doing? Like I have nothing. And, and it was hard as you know, and, and I'm sure other coaches felt that as well. And, and, um, and so again, I just want to be a resource for, for, for coaches and, you know, you feel free to reach out, you know, please reach out. I want you to reach out. Um, same thing with you. You're more than welcome. You know, if we want to do a part two, we can talk about, I mean, I could talk all day, uh, about, about soccer and everything that we, we do here and, and more in depth and our season's about to kick off next week. And I'm excited to see these guys play. Um, and we could talk about all that kind of things. And, but, but again, you know, feel free to reach out on my Twitter, my Instagram, all that stuff is on there. And um, if you want to get involved, if you're local, especially, yeah, especially if, if, if you're local, if you're from Tucson, if you're from surrounding Arizona, Yuma, whatever, like let's, let's link up, let's communicate, let's talk and let's build a connection down here in Southern Arizona because there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of support and we kind of have to, we kind of hold each other accountable and lift each other up and, and, and really get to it to really build something special here in the Southwest. I love it. I love it. I've had an absolute blast chatting with you. Uh, Gabe, this has been awesome. I appreciate you hopping on with me. Yeah, no, I appreciate you Kieran, and, and I look forward to, uh, you know, building a relationship. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's been a pleasure. I love doing it. Uh, it's been great. And, uh, look forward to hearing from you soon. All right. Hey, I will shut this episode down. This is Karen with Gabe Rocha and I'm out. Peace. Thanks Gabe, man. I appreciate right. it. That appreciate was awesome. Yeah. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.